Welcome to the Life Church STL podcast. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope this message encourages and inspires you. Thanks for listening and enjoy today's message. Series uh, Watchmen. I um, I was studying faith and and just thinking about the faith that is necessary to to trust and and to believe for what God is going to do as we look forward into uh, this next year. I mean, we're getting close to Christmas, guys, which is crazy. Um, but then the end of the year and, and just whatever God wants to do and just having that faith and trusting who He is in whatever season that we're in and, and what He has for us in the future. And, and so uh, this message ended up being kind of about that, but I, I got into this into these verses, and, and it's really something more of a dive into, into this scripture in 2 Thessalonians. Um, and so uh, I, my prayer is just that God moves, as always, that He speaks, and I believe this is what He has asked me uh, to speak today. So first of all, let me just pray. Father God, we thank You so much for what you're doing in this place, God. Thank you for what you're doing in each and every one of our lives. And I pray today that as we're here with you to to worship you and to learn and to grow, to spend time and celebrate uh, with each other, God, that, that you do something miraculous in our lives, that you do something powerful in our lives, God, and we would be uh, in the place that we are supposed to be, and ready for that calling that you have for us. Thank you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, now I'm just going to read this and then just kind of dive down into it, if you'll allow me to do that. In 2 Thessalonians 1, starting in verse 3, it says, We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is fitting because your faith grows exceedingly and the love for everyone and the love of every one of you all abounds toward each other. I'm probably just going to keep stopping, but I I love how he is is encouraging and, and encouraged at the same time. And he's speaking to them and saying, listen, I, I'm so excited and overjoyed. I'm so happy. We are bound to thank God always for you as is fitting because your faith grows. Your faith is growing and your love for one another. You're, you're growing together and you're standing in, in such faith. And it's so exciting to see. I'm paraphrasing and just kind of adding to that. But you don't get my point. It said is abounds toward each other. Verse 4, so that we ourselves boast of you among the churches of God for your patience and faith in all your persecutions and tribulations that you endure. Now, it's like one of those things as I was growing up and, and, you know, a little bit older and starting to learn some of leadership and, you know, talking with my dad and he, um, you know, said, you know, sometimes when you got to come with something hard, you got to like sandwich it with good stuff, you know? You ever heard that? Yeah. You know, you tell them something good, and then you tell them something hard, and you tell them something good again, and that's just like sandwiched right in there. And I feel like that's kind of what's happening here. 
He's like, we boast of you. And he's told them, he's just like, wow, your faith and your love for, for each other is amazing. And so much so that we boast about the tribulations that you're going through. See, we think that, you know, when we get into these places where God is moving and we're stepping up in faith and, and loving each other, that everything is just going to be perfect. And really, it, it can be, but that doesn't mean that we won't go through stuff. You know, and I, and I think like even just whichever year, I, I, when Tori and I are talking about different things, I'm like, man, it's just like, whew, can't wait till next week, you know, and we laugh sometimes because we're like, next week is going to be just the same, right? We might, might not be doing the same things, but there's still stuff to do and there's still hard things and there's still stuff we're going to have to walk through. Next week is not going to come and we're going to just be floating down a lazy river of life just in the sun, you know, like, oh, yeah, this is the life. You know, it's not going to be like that. But God is with us in whatever. You float in the lazy river in the rapids, whatever it is, He's there with us. So that we are both ourselves boast of you among the churches of God for your patience and faith, for your patience and faith in all your persecutions and tribulations that you endure, which is manifest evidence of the righteous judgment of God that you may be counted worthy of the kingdom of God for which you also suffer. Hmm. That you may be counted worthy of the kingdom of God for which you also suffer. Since it is a righteous thing with God to repay tribulation those who trouble you. All right, there's getting some more good stuff, right? Like, oh man, people are going to get repaid for what is happening to me right now. I love it. That's exactly what I thought when I was reading this. Like, yeah, they're going to get it. God's going to come down and strike them. And it says, and to give you, verse 7, and to give you who are troubled rest with us. I stopped there. The reason I stopped there is because that's what we're all asking for. God, can I just have rest? Like I said, it's like that next week. Is there going to be rest there? Is there going to just be peace there? You know, is it just going to be better next week? And, and in that scripture, I was like, ooh, that's what I'm looking for. And to give you who are troubled rest with us. And I feel like there should be a break there that I just put there. Because that's what we want. But then the second part of this verse is the reality of it. And to give you who are troubled rest with us when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven with his mighty angels. Shoot. There is rest. It's just not going to be for a while. Verse 8. In flaming fire, taking vengeance on those who do not know God and on those 
who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. These things will happen. But calling down fire on somebody that you don't like or, you know, that you think is sinning against God, it, those things may happen. First of all, that's not for us to say and for us to judge. But second of all, it's not going to happen right now. Verse 9, these shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of His power. When He comes in that day to be glorified in His saints and to be admired among all those who believe because our testimony among you was believed. Therefore, we also pray always for you that our God would count you worthy of this calling and fulfill all the good pleasure of His goodness and the work of faith with power, that the name of our Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in you and you in Him according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. So I'm... Oh. I wanted to read that whole thing because I feel like I I feel like I keep saying this, but like this scripture could just tell me that this is like this is exactly me, right? This is where I'm at. Where yes, I've been walking with God and I have faith in this love, but then I'm still going through stuff. There's still stuff that's hard and, and, and challenging, and I still need to have faith. If it wasn't challenging, would I need to have faith? I mean, but, you know, but, but we're walking through this, and, and yes, like, I, I boast on you guys, you know, that, that are loving and are caring and, and take care of one another and, and help those that are in need and have faith. It's amazing. And God's going to do what He said He would do. He's going to bring rest. There's going to be judgment. But what I want to focus on is verse 11 and 12 where he says, but we pray for you. We pray that we can walk worthy of this calling. And if I could add, till he comes. That's what I feel like this is it. This is what he's saying. He's like, man, it's amazing. Things are good. Or, or you guys are doing so good, even though there's struggle. But our prayer is that you would do even better and be strong until he comes. So in verse 11, it says, Therefore, we also pray always for you that our God would count you worthy of this calling and fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness and the work of faith with power. The first thing is that you've got a calling, that our God would count you worthy of this calling. I'm going to take some of these things and, and, and just hopefully get this thing down in us that, that builds this faith, that builds this understanding of who we are so that we walk as God's people into the situation. You are called. By God. So what? I, I thought only, you know, 
you know, a pastor is called to a pastor. Yeah, I'm, I may be called to be a pastor. But each and every one of us are called, first of all, into the family of God. And once we're called into the family of God, we're called to live according to His purposes. We're called to do His will. And to do His will is not to sit on our lazy boy. Right? So whatever that calling is, it might be something totally different for each and every one of us. But God has called you to be a part of what He is is doing. What He's doing in this place and what He's doing in the world, He has called you. We're called according to His purposes. In 1 Thessalonians 2, 12, it says that you would walk worthy of God who calls you into His own kingdom and glory. It says He's called you into His kingdom and, and, and glory. So would you walk worthy of that? Calling into His kingdom, into His family. But we, we can't just be worthy ourselves, right? It says that you would walk worthy of God who calls you. And in 2 Thessalonians 1.11, it says that our God would count you worthy of this calling. Being made worthy doesn't mean you're deserving. Being made worthy is something that we can't actually even do ourselves. But there's an action on our part and a big action on God's part. Like He's made the big step so that we can be free from this selfishness, this selfish desires, these sins by the cross. But our part is, is to kind of clean up the room, you know, like when you invite somebody over to spend the night. Most of the time, let's just say all the time, it's not because your room is so amazing, but you try to make the room amazing so that the person can come stay there, right? When we have a guest come over, not that our house is just a mess all, all the time, or all our rooms are a mess, except for the kids. They're always, always a mess. Just kidding. They're going to be like, yours is too. But you go into that room. We're going to have company. We're going to have somebody come over and be with us. We need to make this room worthy of that person to stay here. And that's what this is saying. It's like, what are we doing that we ourselves can do? To clean this space and make it ready and worthy of God's calling on our lives. That's our part. Cleaning that space. Making it suitable or fitting for what God wants to do through you. That He would count us worthy of this calling. I'm going to read verse 11 again. Therefore, we also pray 
always for you that our God would count you worthy of this calling and fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness. That he would count us worthy. That we'd be ready for what he wants to do. Be ready for this calling. And fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness. This word good pleasure is eudakia, I think. Something like that. But it means that he would fulfill all of the will or choices that are made according to his goodness. The resolve. See, we do have something to do with it. And it's not us that can make ourselves righteous. It's not us that can make ourselves worthy of this calling. But we do have a part to play in cleaning up and being prepared and being ready for what God wants to do and allowing Him to do something in us that prepares us for what He's calling us to do. Philippians 2.13, it says, For it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. For it is God. See, it's him who works in us both to will and to do. It's really him anyways. Even those choices we make to, to hopefully get ourselves ready and prepared, it's really because of him anyways, because he's the one that, that actually activates something in me or you to will and to do those things to get better and get in the right place and to be ready for him. But it's not for our good pleasure. It's not for, for us to be happy. Although whenever we step into his will and are working with him, I'm telling you, it's, it's a happy place. Sometimes it's harder, but I'm telling you, it's always more fulfilling. It's always more joyous. It's always more peaceful. but to fulfill all the good pleasures of His goodness. It's by His goodness and grace, it's by Him that we can even do any of these things that He's asked us to do. Does our will meet up with His? See, that's one of those things that I, I, I'm grabbing out of this, that that. God has a, a will and a plan for our lives. And we have a will and we can come up with our own plan. But where we should be is when our plan meets up with God's plan. When our plan or our will aligns with what He has for us. When our strength comes in and under His strength in order to accomplish the purposes that He has for us. Through His goodness. 
for His pleasure. It says that our God may make you worthy of His calling and may fulfill every resolve for good and every work of faith by His power. This word work here is ergon. It it means that which one takes to un, or one un, undertakes to do. So this every work of faith. Every work, everything that you undertake to do that is by faith, that is by trusting Him. By his power. See, when God comes in and fulfills some, one of our desires, our, our, our choices, our things that, that we are desiring to do or to have, it becomes a, a work of power through faith in Christ. That through our faith, faith is our side, power is God's. That we come to Him in faith, in faith, trusting that He loves us, that He cares for us, that He wants good for His people, that we stand in His goodness and even saying, God, maybe I want things to be this way, but I know that You're calling me into something different, and I will stand in faith that that is going to be better. And then all of a sudden, His power comes into that situation and changes. Look, I will tell you, I've been in this place before. Saying, God, I don't know if I can do that. But instead of standing in my own will, I'm going to move over to your will. So that your will will be done in my life and not mine. And, And then all of a sudden... I realize that I'm not anymore standing in my own power, but I'm standing in His. And that, that's, what, that's what we need. That's what I need. I, I don't know about you. Do you need that? You need God's power? Because I'm going to tell you, it's, it's going to be way better than your power. I haven't talked about working out in a long time. So I'll just briefly say that I've started working out again. And realized that I don't have that much power. You know, I'm trying. And I'm working out. And it takes a lot of time. To gain strength. But the point in that story is, I can step right out of my power. You can step right out of your own strength and step into His strength and His power. 
Now, I'm not claiming that you could get under that barbell and just lift it up and say, God, just do it, you know, just do it. That's not what I'm saying. But in life, in your life, in your situation, when he is calling you out to do something, in those situations, I guarantee that if you step out of yourself and your own will and into his, his power, his power is going to be there. His strength will be there. When you're standing in faith that, that, you know, a situation in your family will get better, when you're standing in faith that there'll be healing, when you're standing in faith that bondages will be broken. You know, in, in our own power, we try to fix things, and sometimes they may get a little bit better, but most of the time we mess them up in the end. We tend to get anxious. You know, uh, Lydia was sharing, uh, our, our youth pastor was sharing this morning to our team, and, and she was talking about, about the golden calf and, and how Moses went up on, on the uh, mountain and was talking, literally talking to God for the people. And they were so impatient that they built a golden calf to worship, that they couldn't wait they couldn't wait for what God had for them, so they went and did something for themselves. And I'm just t- relating that to this saying, so many times we get so impatient. You're like, God, but uh, your power is supposed to be here. You're supposed to be working and doing this thing and breaking off these bondages and all this stuff. Don't get impatient and step into your own strength and build your own golden calf. And one of the things she said was, they were complaining that it's been so long. He's been up there. We don't even know what's happening. We don't even know if he's still alive. He went up there. It's been so long. And what God told Moses is they, he said, oh, how did he say it? He said, um, it was like the word quickly. They've quickly gone to their own will and what they want. Because to them, what seemed like, what seemed like, I don't know how many days or whatever it was, seemed like years. God, we've been waiting. Moses has been up on the mountain forever. And we, we don't even know if he's ever going to come back down. And God was like, it's been moments. You don't see what I'm doing up here on the mountain, what I'm preparing for you. It's only been moments. It may be, feel like it's a long time, but will you wait? For God's power to come and move in the situation? Will you stand with Him in that situation and see what He does? His power. He fulfills these good pleasures, these things that we will and work to do with His power. And in verse 12, 2 Thessalonians 1, let me just read verse 11 again and 12. Therefore, we also pray always for you that our God would count you worthy of this calling and fulfill all the good pleasure of His goodness 
and the work of faith with power, that the name of the Lord Jesus Christ might be glorified in you and you in him, according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. Why? Why does God want to do these things in our lives? It's so that he can get glory. So that he can be glorified. He's a good God. And he wants to show you and to show the world who he is and how majestic he is. When we ask God for, to move in some situation, he wants to do that. Why? Because he loves us but also because he wants to see us look to him and give him the glory that is due to his name. He wants us to look up to him and say, God, you are so good. I glorify you for what you have done in my life. It says, so that the name of the Lord Jesus may be glorified, that Christ may be glorified in our lives. Walking worthy of the calling is a walking in faith in the power of God and who He is to give glory to Him do His name. I want to walk in such faith that the power of God is evident I want us to walk in such faith that the power of God is so evident in this place and in this building and in your home and in your workplace and in your school and in wherever, in your car, wherever you are, that it is so evident that when somebody is near it, they can tell a difference. That's what God wants too. Because he wants us to be those hands, the feet, the mouthpiece. He wants us to share about who he is to others around us. So we have to walk worthy of the calling. Not that we can make ourselves worthy, but he can. Through his power, through his glory, that he can be glorified. And it's all done through grace. Verse 12, that the name of our Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in you and you in him according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. According to the grace. It's by grace. He's been so gracious And it's so hard to think about that. You know, even thinking about that story that that Lydia shared with our our volunteers and, and, and how the people of Israel, what God had done for them up to that point was miraculous. Saving them, leading them with fire and smoke, feeding them, doing all these things that he had been there providing for him 
the whole time. And they had to sit for just a few minutes and got antsy and stepped out of the power of God. But I, I want I want to sit if he tells me to sit. I want to stand if he tells me to stand. I want to walk if he tells me to walk or run if he tells me to run. I want to be in the place that he has called me to be, not who I have called me to be. And that's what I, I, I hope that that we see today is that, that God, in whatever situation that we're in, the good, the, the hard, the troubled, He's there to work in us. To see Him move in that situation, to wait on Him to see what He can do. And it takes a standing in faith, not seeing but believing. I can't see it, God, right now, but I believe you can do it. I can't see the future, but I believe that you have a good plan for my life. I believe that you have good things prepared for me when I step into it. I believe, I trust, and I have faith that you are a good God and your will for my life is good. So being a watchman is looking out in faith, but standing in his strength. I, I can't, you, you know, I think about that. I can't possibly, I can't possibly look forward to the future, and I know that God has good things for each and every one of us, but we can't possibly look forward into that. And, and start grasping that unless we are standing in His strength and His power. If I'm not standing where He wants me to stand, I'm not going to see what He wants me to see. Sometimes that takes a faith to stand in the place that might not seem like the best place to stand. I mean, if you, I think about an actual watchman up on a wall. Everybody else is back down there behind the wall. And the watchman may, may have some cover that they can duck behind, but really they're probably the most exposed person in the city. So they need to stand in some kind of a strength and a faith that they're going to be okay. I don't want to be hiding behind a wall. I, 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 don't, I don't want to be huddled up in some place where I can't see what God is doing. I want to get up there on the wall and look out and see what is happening. 
But in order to do that, in order to do that, we have to stand in faith in who God is. And it's all by His grace that this can happen, right? Would you stand with me? Thanks for listening today. We pray this message encourages you. If you have any questions or you'd like to learn more about us as a church, you can always visit us online by going to lifechurchstl.com.